It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. White House frenzy. The epic late night tweet storm. Is his COVID-19 drug treatment sending him into a frenzy? 40 some tweets in two hours. Is he okay? (laughs) Then the vice presidential debate. Plexiglass barriers. I'm surprised this debate is not happening with the two of them in hazmat suits. And the vow to kick out anybody who refuses to wear a mask. And Beverly Hills Cops controversy. The famed shoe designer stopped for jaywalking. I'm getting searched for shopping at the store I work for. Then, what we've learned about Eddie Van Halen's final days. His ex-wife Valerie Bertinelli and his current wife both by his side when he died. And what was he thinking? Saturday Night Live's musical guest this weekend, kissing and hugging fans. You really need to be more careful, young man. Plus, Melania versus Stormy. What the first lady called Stormy in a secretly recorded tape. The porn hooker. Now Stormy's firing back. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. A new day, a new Twitter frenzy. With less than a month to go until the election, President Trump once again began the day on Twitter, sending out at least 52 tweets or retweets in roughly two hours. It has some asking, are the steroids he's on to battle COVID-19 behind it, or is it just business as usual? Stephen Fabian reports. The president's late night tweet frenzy is sparking concern today. 40 tweets he sent out in a two hour period last night on all kinds of subjects. Over the course of the day, 65 some odd tweets, everything from Hillary Clinton to Russia. Just look at the tweet storm. The media is corrupt. Cool. Wear your mask in the beauty parlor, Nancy. Chris Wallace was a total joke. And this doctored video of Michelle Obama with rioting in the background. Some speculate the president is suffering side effects from the cocktail of COVID-19 medication, particularly the steroid dexamethasone, which experts say can sometimes cause mood swings and a sense of euphoria. I've been on steroids. I know what they do to your thinking. Nancy Pelosi says she's pretty sure it's the drugs talking. Uh, I said yesterday to my colleagues, I said there are are those who say uh, that uh, steroids have an impact on people's thinking. Don Jr. was asked for his take on Fox and Friends. And she said, you know, I think steroids could actually be influencing the president. In other words, your dad is suffering from some sort of roid rage. Yeah, well, you know, Nancy has her own substance issues, according to the press and according to the media. So I won't get into that. It's obviously nonsense. It can make you feel like you're invincible. 
Dr. Megan Ranny is an emergency room physician. Other very common side effects include mania or just not sleeping as much, being hyperactive, delirium, or even psychosis. We spoke to three COVID-19 patients who recently took dexamethasone. They each had different experiences with the drug. I was extremely irritable. I had insomnia. I ate all the time. I gained like 15 pounds. You don't sleep well on it, and I guess that, you know, that in itself will make you a little irritable. I feel like I was in the clouds. Uh, I could do anything in the world. And we're getting a clearer picture of what life is like for the restless president today. As the West Wing has been turned into sort of a ghost town with so many people either sick themselves or quarantining. All White House staff who come in contact with Trump are required to wear full PPE, gowns, gloves, surgical masks, and disposable protective eye covers. Rudy Giuliani says he just spoke to the president by phone. Last night we saw dozens of tweets, 40-some tweets in two hours. Uh, what was your reaction to that? Is he okay? He was in a bit of a frenzy. <laughs> You know, there's nothing he can do that doesn't get interpreted against him. If he didn't do the tweets, he'd be too sick to tweet. If he does a lot of tweets, it doesn't show he has a great deal of energy. It shows he's in a frenzy. <laughs> he's not in a frenzy. He tweets and probably tweeted more because he didn't have his, he misses his press conference. We were talking about you getting tested. Clear the Air Force. You had that coughing fit on Fox News. Was that just a case of bad timing or what? How were you feeling? No, no, it wasn't. First of all, go back and look. It was two coughs. It wasn't a fit. And it was my clearing my throat and not realizing that it would create. I'm pretty confident that I don't have it right now. I mean, that could change tomorrow. Today, the president's physician released a memo saying this morning the president said he, quote, feels great, adding the president has been fever-free for more than four days, and his blood work now shows detectable levels of COVID-19 antibodies. The stage is set for tonight's matchup between Vice President Mike Pence and Senator Kamala Harris in Salt Lake City. It is perhaps the most important VP debate in recent memory, and not just because the men running for president are both in their 70s. I spoke with CBS News anchor Nora O'Donnell about the debate debate prep, including the dispute over COVID-19 safety. We're getting our first look at the setup for tonight's big vice presidential debate. Look, Mike Pence and Kamala Harris will be separated by plexiglass screens. Deborah spoke with CBS News anchor Nora O'Donnell. In the last 48 hours, it wasn't 100 percent certain that this debate was even going to happen. The president of the United States has coronavirus. His vice president, Mike Pence, has been around him. I'm surprised this debate is not happening with the two of them in hazmat suits, quite frankly. The candidates will also stay 12 feet 3 inches apart, 5 inches closer than President Trump and Joe Biden during their chaotic clash. Will you shut Who is up, man? Mike Pence's job would be to try to put um, a more calm, more rational face on this administration because the last debate showing by President Trump did anything but. That's right. If the last debate was full of chaos and interruptions and anger, look for this to be a more subdued, although testy, I'm sure, debate. Mike Pence uh, is no wallflower. He's going to fight back hard. There's special concern for Pence because he attended the super spreader nomination of Judge Amy Coney Barrett. The next day, he attended a White House reception for Gold Star families that has led to the quarantine of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. This is the most consequential vice presidential debate in history. With America in crisis, this could be the most watched VP debate ever.
And as First Lady Melania Trump continues her battle against COVID-19, her former aide and confidant has just released more secretly taped conversations. This latest snippet focuses on Stormy Daniels, the porn star to whom Donald Trump funneled hush money. And after hearing what the First Lady had to say about her, Stormy Daniels is responding. Stormy Daniels is lashing out after being called a porn hooker by First Lady Melania Trump. In a secretly recorded tape made two years ago, Melania can be heard expressing frustration after learning that Stormy Daniels was about to appear in a high-profile Vogue magazine fashion shoot by famed photographer Annie Leibovitz. The tapes were made by Melania's former friend, Stephanie Winston Wolkoff. Annie Leibovitz shot the porn hooker. What do you mean she, who, she shot the porn hooker? Stormy. Shut the up. For what? Oh, you didn't read it. Yeah, it was yesterday came up. For Vogue. She will be in Vogue. Uh, Annie Leibovitz shot her. Stormy, who says she had a brief fling with the president in 2006, is hitting back today with a vulgar tweet, only parts of which we can show on TV. Ha ha ha. Although I wasn't paid for sex and therefore technically not a hooker, I'll take being that over what you are any day. The tapes of the first lady were released by Stephanie Wolkoff to publicize her new book, Melania and Me. The tapes are quite eye-popping. Who knew the first lady spoke like this in private? This is what she had to say on the issue of immigration. They could easily stay in Mexico, but they don't want to stay in Mexico because Mexico doesn't take care of them the same right. as America does. They say I'm, I'm complicit. I'm the same like him. I support him. I don't no. say enough. I don't do enough. No. It's, where, it's, where I am, I put the, I'm working like a... I know. Christmas stuff that, you know, who gives a about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? Yeah, but... At times, Melania sounds frustrated. And they said, oh, what about the children that they were separated? Give me a break. I cannot go. I I was trying to get the, the kid reunited with the mom. I, I didn't have a chance. Needs to go through the process and through the law. We spoke to Washington Post reporter Mary Jordan, author of The Art of Her Deal. This is going to go down in history as one of the most surreal episodes. When you hear her swear, you know, call Christmas decorations, uh, you know, profane words that I can't use. Uh, it's kind of surprising. The tape show Melania is more aligned with her husband than some may have thought. Remember her I really don't care do you jacket? Now we know who it was for. I'm driving liberals crazy, that's for sure. And they, they deserve it. One of the reasons that she's the woman that he's been with longer than anybody else is because they are more alike than people think. The First Lady spokesperson said of the recordings, quote, secretly taping the First Lady is a clear attempt at relevance. She also calls Ms. Wolkoff's actions, quote, a never-ending exercise in self-pity and narcissism. It is, says the man to whom it happened, yet another case of racial profiling. He was stopped by police for jaywalking in Beverly Hills. And as Lisa Guerrero explains, turns out he's a top executive for the Versace fashion company. A famous shoe designer was stopped and questioned by cops for jaywalking. So I'm in Beverly Hills right now and I'm getting searched for shopping at the store I work for and uh, just being black. 
The designer was shopping here in Beverly Hills and had just left this Versace store holding a shopping bag. He did admit that he was jaywalking when he crossed the street. But what happened next, he says, was excessive. And many are wondering if it was a case of racial profiling. How come you did that, man? I jaywalked. I don't know what else to say. I don't know. The entire incident was recorded on police body cam. As officers asked for his ID, not realizing Salahi Benbury was a Versace vice president. Without reaching into your pockets, you don't have any weapons or anything, right? I don't. I'm, like, super nervous. One officer compliments his sneakers, not knowing he designed them. Spread your feet. Cool, man. Don't want to mess up those shoes. Those are pretty nice. What's unfortunate is, like, I literally designed the shoes that are in this bag, and I'm being... Really? There is an attempt to make him feel comfortable. He begins to record the encounter. Like your boys are pulling up, I'm uncomfortable. I'm not making any like, like fast movements, but this is uncomfortable for me. Huh? Are we making any jobs? No, but this is uncomfortable for me. I just want to get to my car. So. After yeah, handing over his ID, Benbury was told like, he could nah, go. And I guess I jaywalked or so they claimed. I'm like, well, guys, I'm from New York. Like, I'm used to jaywalking. My apologies. It was a he says the whole thing was unnerving. Scary moment for all the people that are asking what happened. I'm safe and I'm good, but it's because I was doing nothing wrong. We spoke to Beverly Hills Police Lieutenant Max Subin. What response do you have to people that feel like this was a case of racial profiling in Beverly Hills? So the city of Beverly Hills is a world-class city. We welcome all residents, visitors, business owners of this city. This is, uh, we, do, we, protect, we do not protect the public based on race. Donatella Versace said in a statement that she is appalled about what happened. She calls it totally unacceptable. We've learned more about the final days of Eddie Van Halen, who died yesterday after battling cancer. Jim Murray tells us that his ex-wife, Valerie Bertinelli, was there for him till the end. Valerie Bertinelli was seen for the first time since the death of her ex-husband, Eddie Van Halen, leaving their son's house wearing a t-shirt that says it all peace. In a heartfelt tribute, Valerie writes, 40 years ago, my life changed forever when I met you. You gave me the one true light in my life, our son, Wolfgang. Through all your challenging treatments for lung cancer, you kept your gorgeous spirit and that impish grin. I'm so grateful Wolfie and I were able to hold you in your last moments. I will see you in our next life, my love. Eddie Van Halen spent his final days battling throat cancer here at St. John's Health Center in Santa Monica, California. When he passed yesterday, he was surrounded by the people he loved most. His son Wolfgang, brother Alex, his wife Janie, and ex-wife Valerie Bertinelli. Their marriage was one of Hollywood's most unlikely love stories. She was America's sweetheart on the hit One Day at a Time. And Van Halen was the bad boy rocker. The marriage lasted 20 years, marked by love, but also infidelity, his drug abuse, and health issues. In 2000, he was treated for mouth cancer. A third of his tongue was removed. Eddie Van Halen had been dealing with cancer already for quite a long time, but these last three days, the cancer had spread to all of his organs, and his health began failing. Last night, Jimmy Kimmel spoke movingly about the rock and roll legend who was a frequent guest on his show. I remember watching rehearsal, and he just started noodling. He was just uh, testing the equipment, and it was like magic was coming out of his guitar. What a talent. We'll be right back. Next, what was he thinking? Saturday Night Live's musical guest this weekend, kissing and hugging fans. You really need to be more careful, young man. Then, 
trapped in paradise. There's just not enough room to keep everybody. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. He is a rising country star who's this weekend's musical guest on Saturday Night Live. So what is he doing partying with fans without a mask days before heading to the set? As Les Trump reports, that video is emerging as we've learned more about how SNL was able to have a live audience despite COVID-19 restrictions. Did Saturday Night Live break COVID-19 rules by having a live studio audience? Under state guidelines, TV shows are not permitted to have live audiences, but they can have cast, crew, and other paid employees. So SNL came up with a way to skirt around those regulations by filling up the studio with members of the public and then compensating them by giving them paychecks at the end of the evening. Sean Ludwig was in the audience and says he received a check for $150. Did you have any idea they were going to pay you? We had no idea. So getting a $150 check when we walked out the door was incredible. Like we really were incredibly surprised and uh, we just really, I think it's, it, it capped off the experience. He attended the show with seven friends and said everyone was given a rapid COVID test before entering the studio. I basically get to say for the rest of my life that I was an SNL cast member with Chris Rock. So, you know, like, that's pretty good, right? The state health department says there is no evidence of non-compliance at SNL. Now controversy is swirling around country artist Morgan Wallen, who is scheduled to be SNL's musical act this week. Social media videos show him partying without a mask, drinking at a crowded bar, and kissing multiple women at a house party in Alabama. Obviously, his number one priority is not his music it's partying right and it's like what are you doing kid what are you doing now some people are calling on snl to drop him as the musical guest because he has not only potentially exposed himself to covid but others as well in brooklyn face masks were tossed into a massive bonfire to protest new york city's crackdown on covid 19 hotspots in orthodox jewish neighborhoods When we come back, the American tourists trapped in Mexico as Hurricane Delta strikes. Hurricane Delta is expected to hit the Gulf Coast on Friday, having already made landfall near Cancun, Mexico. And that has led to trouble for thousands of tourists trapped in paradise. American tourists find themselves stranded in paradise today, with hotels and other facilities turned into temporary shelters. With so many flights canceled, tourists are hunkering down. Jessica Berardi from Chicago spoke to me from the jam-packed convention center. What concerns you more, Jessica? COVID or the hurricane? The coronavirus, absolutely, 100%. It makes me nervous. I know it's a necessary precaution. Uh, keep everybody safe, but there's just not enough room to keep everybody. Does it concern you being in such close quarters with so many people? People are wearing masks. They are giving hand sanitizer out. They're trying to be cautious. Um, it's just a lot of people and not a lot of space. A hurricane that has created a perfect storm for a potential COVID-19 hotspot. I'm trying to keep my mask on as much as possible. Good to do that. It's believed later this week, Hurricane Delta will cause severe weather through Texas and Louisiana. When we come back, the skateboard guy gets a really big surprise. 
family today, this story will probably encourage way too many people to become viral stars. Remember the guy we showed the other day skateboarding while lip syncing? Well, look at what happened to him. This dude went viral just for cruising along on his skateboard drinking cran raspberry juice. All the while lip syncing to Fleetwood Mac. The video now has more than 30 million views, with people coast to coast recreating the moment. Even Fleetwood Mac drummer Mick Fleetwood. Now, Mr. Cool, whose real name is Nathan Apodaca, is getting quite the surprise. A new pickup truck filled with cran raspberry juice, courtesy of Ocean Spray. Now, he's got plenty of juice for his skateboard ride to stardom. Way to go, Mr. Nathan. That is Inside Edition for today. Thank you for watching. Stay safe. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.